Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, listen to me, the crypto bully, and Dr. Larry Sanger talk about his previous experience as co-founder of Wikipedia, his current experience as CIO, Chief Information Officer of Everipedia, the difference between the two, and exactly how important user experience and user interface is when it comes to cryptocurrency projects. Let's do it. All right. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bully, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! the bullpen podcast number nine the crypto bully wow (laughs) he makes it look so easy and that ball has left the stadium hey what's going on everybody i want to welcome everybody to episode 13 of the bullpen podcast powered by ecc I'm your host, The Crypto Bully, also known as Mr. Crypto Carlton, and here on this podcast, I like to get into the bullpen with some of the most interesting and influential individuals in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to pick their brains about their opinions and see what they have going on. So for today, I am absolutely stoked at the guests we have here today. This guy, I've been a fan of him for a very long time. He does some amazing things, some amazing work. He's a a well-known online knowledge organizer. He holds a PhD in philosophy, and he's a founder and co-founder of many websites, with one of the most well-known being Wikipedia, and currently the CIO, Chief Information Officer of Everipedia. So, without further ado, I'll introduce our guest for today, Dr. Larry Sanger. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, you know, to come on the show and, and, and talk to me and, and really touch out to the listeners and things like that. And when, when I found out that, you know, you were coming on the show, I was really excited. I think what you're doing is awesome. And I, I was just super excited about getting a chance to talk to you. So, you know, just for other individuals that may be a little bit unfamiliar with you and what you've done, the way you've contributed, would you mind just giving everybody just a little bit of a background about yourself? Okay, sure. Um, Let's see. I was uh, born in the Seattle area. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, most most of my years um, went to uh, college, a Greek college in Portland, Oregon. Um, I was going to be become a a philosophy professor, and in, in fact, I did teach philosophy for a number of years. I got a PhD from Ohio State, but then uh, for reasons I won't get into, I didn't stick with that. And basically, I was casting around for uh, 
things to do other than uh, academia. And uh, the first website that I ever made that I made money from was something called Sanger's Review of Y2K News Report. So that would have been back in 1999. Nice. <laughs> and, um, and then when that was rolling down, basically, because Y2K ended up being a dud, I uh, <laughs> I I got together with some uh, friends of mine. I shared a, a proposal for what was not yet called a, a blog, but that's what it was. And one of the people that I, I shared it with was Jimmy Wales, who I had known from philosophy mailing lists since the mid-90s. And uh, he said, why don't you come and start this encyclopedia project? And I thought it was a, a, a fantastic idea, the idea of a an open source encyclopedia, um, or what came to be called an open content encyclopedia, that uh, is free to read and basically generated by volunteers. So basically, it was my job to get that started. And, uh, and so I did. The, the first iteration was Newpedia, but it was too slow moving. And then to make a long story short, uh, Wikipedia was conceived as basically a way to solve the problems with Wikipedia. And then uh, I had kind of a creative differences, you could say, with Jimmy Wales around the beginning of 2003 and basically cut ties entirely with the organization. Went back, taught some more philosophy, and then went back and did a whole series of educational and reference projects. So um, I helped get something called the Encyclopedia of Earth started. And, and then um, from there, I, I tried to do a, a redo of, of Wikipedia, but with real names and um, some more sensible policies. But it, the, the project was too similar to Wikipedia to really take off. That's, that's called Citizendium. It's still uh, kicking but it never really took off, unfortunately. And then um, a uh, a Memphis area philanthropist got his claws on me essentially, and and um, took pulled me away from from Citizendium, and uh, got me started on well, what is now called Watch No Learn, which is probably the leading directory of educational videos online. And then from there, I worked on. Uh, reading Bear basically teaches kids to read, which is something. Basically, I I digitized the method that I used to teach my son, my older son, to read from the age of one. But it's it's perfectly it's perfectly usable, and uh, it in fact is one of the leading tools for one of the leading free tools for teaching kids to read online. ReadingBear.org, and then um, skipping over a few other things. I have recently, uh, as of a little over a year ago, joined Everpedia, um, and I'm, I'm the chief information officer of Everpedia. I'm not a co-founder, but I, I have helped the guys get it off the ground in a, a, a few, a few different ways, and um, I'm actually very proud and excited to be a part of it now. Wow, that is a very 
extensive and impressive background. You, you've definitely been nothing short of busy. That's for sure. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. So, and I, you know, I've done, I've looked into Everpedia and I think what they're doing, what you're helping them do, all of you guys, what you're contributing to is awesome. I think it's amazing. And, you know, I've seen a lot of articles about it, right? You know, everybody basically says it's, it's the blockchain version of Wikipedia. Like, what do you feel mm-hmm. like are the biggest differences between Wikipedia and Everpedia? Well, the two biggest differences originally were the design and the scope. So it has much more modern design than Wikipedia, which is really hasn't changed its design since about 2003. But Everpedia just looks nicer on your phone, for one thing. Um, and it's also uh, easier to edit once you've got an account and you're actually at work on it. It's not that different from just editing a Google Doc. And then um, the other big difference, again, original difference, was that Everpedia has no notability requirements. So you can have an article about yourself on Everpedia um, or about your podcast or whatever. Um, and, and I don't mean just you, I mean not all of your listeners as well. And uh, I have an article about my left thumb. <laughs> I, <laughs> nice. this, I, this actually has a, a, a profound, it makes a big difference to the whole feel of the project and ultimately to the usefulness of the project, because ultimately, why shouldn't there be encyclopedia articles if they can be properly maintained about every product, every place name, every, as, as one of the co-founders says, every proper name or every proper noun, I guess I should say. So now the big difference is Everpedia is uh, moving on the blockchain. And so um, we started as a fork of Wikipedia. As a result, since July, we have put the English language Wikipedia on the blockchain. Edits that are made to Everpedia are both wiki edits, but they're also blockchain edits, uh, which is pretty mind-blowing, actually. And uh, it's it's really um, cutting-edge stuff, and I really think it's going to change the world for reasons that we can go into. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I definitely agree. I think that I, I really feel like what you guys are doing, I feel like it'll bring a new level of accountability to the, that particular industry. And then, you know, everybody always says, right, we live in this era of, of fake news, of of information being spilled, false information being spilled over. And I feel like what you guys are doing is basically pretty much offering a solution to that. Uh, would, you, would you pretty much agree with that, that that sort of thing? Well, I think that there's a couple of different ways that we're tackling the, the notion of fake news. Basically, we require that people stake some tokens in order for their edits to be considered by others. So if somebody just puts up garbage, then it's going to be rejected out of hand and they'll lose their tokens. So there's a sort of base level of uh, quality baked into the system, into EOS. That's basically required by EOS and we're built on EOS. But in addition, when you uh, have an edit that is accepted to the blockchain, you become a a co 
owner, basically, of the network, you then have a, a real incentive to keep the whole looking good. So all of those things are, are built into the very idea of a blockchain encyclopedia, especially one that's built on EOS. There's another dimension which we're going to see happening in, in next year and certainly the year after that, which is um, we will support multiple competing articles on the same topics from different sources. So we've already been in discussions with other encyclopedia publishers, and they are um, excited, actually, about putting at least some of their stuff on the blockchain. And uh, the stuff that isn't on, actually hosted on the blockchain, our, our actual hosting is uh, on IPFS, the Interplanetary File System. But anyway, we'll just say hosted on the blockchain. If it isn't hosted on the blockchain, then it will at least be linked to, and we will host ratings of those articles on the blockchain. And what I'm, this is actually what, what brought me on board, this, this idea that what we could do is have a database of all of the encyclopedia articles in the world and rate them and then put them in order of a rank order of average rating. And if we, as I want to be the case, if, if we volunteer information about ourselves, like, you know, if I say uh, I'm, I'm a philosopher, I'm from, you know, uh, I'm from Ohio, I have a PhD, you know, I'm male, I'm a certain age, whatever the, the categories might be, then people could uh, slice and dice the rating data. You'd be able to look at a node of the uh, Everpedia network about God, for example, and you could uh, look at the top rated article according to Christians or according to Muslims or according to atheists. And there was enough people participating in the system, and I think there will be for reasons I can go into, then there's going to be, a, well, a, a real competition, not just to have the best article written about God, but the best article written about God from every importantly different point of view. And... Um, so this sort of thing has never existed before, and it couldn't have existed without blockchain. So this is all a, a very elaborate answer, probably a little confusing. Sorry about that. But it, it's, a, it's a very elaborate answer to the question, why do I think that Everpedia, blockchain encyclopedia, could help solve the problem of, of fake news? Of course, I mean, we, we could get into it, but... I mean, I, I think uh, fake news in general is kind of a canard. Um, there's, there's news that is literally fake, and then there's news that people disagree about for ideological reasons, and those are two totally different things. Right. So <laughs> um, I don't think we're ever going we're, – we're not going to be able to, um, to settle uh, ideological disputes. <laughs> we will be able to clarify them, though, as perhaps never before. I mean, if I could, if I could say, look, you know, you just don't understand my candidate at all. Here, go and and look at a, a page about her that is like the the top approved article about her from from her supporters, and now you'll understand why I, I you know, uh, all the reasons why I support her. Um, just that's just an example. 
a vague kind of example. Anyway, so then I think I've gone on long enough. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, that I, man. I'm I'm having I'm getting a real kick out of listening to you talking to say these things. Like, I mean, just hearing you say that the way that you you basically you guys are building this out. I mean, to to think of a of a database that holds articles to where you can look at a similar topic, but from multiple perspectives. I think that's huge because obviously, right? A conversation, a article, things like that can completely change or be, you know, largely very based on the perspective or the background of the person that's talking or writing or, you know, whatever the conversation is. So to offer that and then offer that on the blockchain in a way to where it's it's easy for people to access and to give people the power to go look that up, that's amazing. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, I want to get my hands on that because just, I mean, that's, that could be so powerful. So powerful. And I love the way you guys are putting it together because, like you said, it's basically incentivizes a person writing good content and good content from whatever perspective they offer. And I think that that's such a powerful thing. And to see blockchain make that possible, that, you know, that 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 warms my uh, that warms my heart. (laughs) Yeah, well, it it is. It is blockchain that is going to do it because if you if you tried to organize everybody in the world to rate content you know that actually that's something that google tried to do about 10 years ago i I don't remember precisely when it was but it's around 10 years ago they um had a, a feature when you do a search result if you i think if you signed up for a program then it they'd give you like uh, some extra buttons that you could use to to rate or maybe up and down vote. I forget how it worked, the results. And uh, they just dropped that. They dropped it pretty quickly. And it seemed, I don't know precisely why they did, but uh, what I do know is that I had no great desire to uh, participate. I don't think many other people did. I mean, why should I spend so much time working for Google um, or any single entity that might not use my data, you know, in, in a way that, that I approve of. I mean, ultimately, if you want to get, if you want to have the broadest participation in uh, a uh, any such potentially powerful project, because it really would be if, if it, uh, came into existence to be incredibly powerful it has to be decentralized there can't be a recognizable head that can control the whole thing because if if there are you know as soon as as such uh, a a controlling entity comes into existence then everybody has a reason to you know run away no, that's there. Yeah. And it, that totally makes sense. It really does make sense. So you guys are taking something, completely evolving it. And then on top of that, you're bringing the decentralized element into it. So where I think that it, it will, I think that'll that'll really validate why this something like this is going to be so, I feel like sought after or so valuable in time, especially as this database builds with these articles, with these different perspectives on all of these topics across the world which are relevant, which, you know, before, like you said, not, nothing like that has existed before. So to give somebody a platform like that, that's, that's amazing. That's super amazing. And yeah, completely understand why you're part of that team. So that's, 
that's that that vision is i mean it is right now it's just a it's just a plan but it is baked into our our current plans i mean that's the uh the long term vision right now what we're busy doing is just getting the contents of everpedia.org on the on the blockchain well if we've done that and now now what we need to do is create a really slick and easy to use front end that uh basically doesn't doesn't require you to know anything about blockchain in order to participate. I mean, that's that's one of the problems with a lot of blockchain projects now and companies is that they require that the participants actually be pretty savvy to blockchain concepts. And that is basically a deal killer for most people because blockchain is not easy. So it's um it's pretty it's a pretty complex subject. Absolutely. Yep. It can get very complicated, very fast. And the fact that I'm hearing you say that, that, that you guys are really focused on UI or user experience and things like that. I think that that alone is going to help yield success for you guys. Cause like you said, you know, I, I work on the, on the, uh, the team of a project ECC and we kind of have that same mindset because like you said, a lot of projects don't, they don't really focus on, focus on it. And they require you to be a little more, uh, technologically savvy than the average person in order to be able to utilize or use whatever, you know, product or service they offer. So the fact that you know how important that is and that you're, you know, putting, you know, effort and, and momentum into that, I think is going to make a huge difference. And I mean, even just from what, what I've seen going on to the website so far, I was just like, yeah, I want to use this. <laughs> Thanks. I would go even farther, though. I mean, I pretty uh, tech savvy, I would say. You know, I, I I've uh, been managing uh, websites for over twenty years, and I have been, you know, I, I have studied programming. I don't do it professionally. That isn't that the hat that I wear, but I, I have studied programming for four years altogether, or so maybe, and. Basically, if you aren't into crypto in particular and you you haven't really studied the concepts, then even if you are um, a, a veteran programmer, a lot of it is going to sound like mumbo jumbo. You really need an, an entree into all kinds of unfamiliar concepts because it's just a, it's a whole new it's a new technology. That is true. And that's, I've heard that literally directly out of uh, ECC's lead developer mouth. Uh, he literally told me the exact same thing. It is. It's a, it's a whole nother beast. Um, so, you know, really taking the time to get to know the space and uh, get familiar with the technology. It's important. It's super important from a, from a development standpoint. So, yeah, I can totally see why. You know, I'm, I'm actually trying to, to nudge myself because, you know, as far as Technology is concerned as far as my professional background. I used to be a software QA analyst. So I was the guy that was testing the code that the developer was building out. And just out of sheer curiosity, I've been curious to get deeper into actual the development and just see like, okay, what all is, you know, what is it like from a developer standpoint inside of the blockchain world? So I, I've been very curious to get deeper into that. The people who are developing this stuff are mostly you know, veteran and really smart programmers. You basically, just for example, if you want to develop any sort of EOS app, um, you pretty much have to know C, um, I think it's C++, and you have to be very comfortable with that. And, and then, of course, you need to be comfortable with all sorts of crypto 
concepts which are definitely not you know programming 101 concepts you know and uh, even require some advanced math so my my point is there's already a huge demand for good programmers and basically one of the reasons why it's uh, so difficult to find a, a really good working crypto programs as opposed to mere concepts is that uh, technology is just really difficult and it's bleeding edge it's changing all the time right yeah no no joke yeah yeah that is definitely the truth um for, yeah it seems forever changing but honestly i, I look forward to uh throwing <laughs> throw myself down that rabbit hole i guess i'll i'll see a little bit uh further down the line what i'm getting myself into but you know stuff like this really like i said sparks my curiosity and i'm i'm just curious to get a little bit deeper into it and see you know exactly what's going on on, on the back end of everything so i mean I, I look forward to it sure yeah definitely look forward to it man great but, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely what you guys are doing with Ever Everpedia is amazing. And I can't wait to see I can't wait to see what the front end of that is gonna look like and just to see how people will react to it. Yeah, you won't have to wait too much longer. Oh. Yeah, oh. I mean, um well we, we have we have hired um like two and a half uh new positions uh for front end development. And so I, I I'm very happy about that. I, I think it's something that was, was desperately needed. And the people that we hired are, are, are some of the winners of uh, hackathons. And so we're, we're happy with them. And we're hoping to have, uh, I mean, there's some of the work is already, is already live, but, uh, in, in, in the coming months, you'll see some more of their work. And then by this spring, uh, our plan is to have, uh, a completely reworked front end, so it's very easy to make an account, get started within you know within seconds. So, well, as as fast as you as you were able to before, is what I should say. Yeah, that's all. It's all about it, user friendliness, and uh, you know, yeah, we definitely live in live in an age where everybody wants that you know instant. Everybody everybody wants everything to be as fast as possible. So, yeah, that that definitely makes sense. So, I mean, I just like I said, like I keep saying, I, I definitely look forward to it. Uh, just to see what you guys you know are, are gonna concoct with the front end, and just. I, you know, just listening to you talk, I definitely think you understand. You get that part. And that's the the major concern I have with a lot of, of cryptocurrency projects and companies that are out there. It's just like, you know, they put so much effort into the back end, but it's like if the front end is super complex or, you know, what's known as the, the average person can't use it, it's like, you know, how awesome is it really? You know, <laughs> you know, so, you know, to hear you say that, uh, that's really, that's, that's really awesome. And actually thinking about this, up until this point, working with Everpedia, what has been like, I guess, one of the biggest hurdles you guys have had to overcome with, you know, pretty much working on this project and trying to scale everything out? Well, just exactly what we were just talking about. I don't want to sound repetitive, but but that's the answer to your question. Once we got the thing online, that in itself was a, it was a, a huge achievement. I feel comfortable saying that. It, it wasn't my achievement. It was, it was Sam and Kidar and, and Travis doing the work that's those are three of, of uh, the programming executives and uh yeah and then there's the the legal if you really want to do things right and insulate the enterprise and the network from uh basically legal threats it's really important that you 
cross the I's and dot the T's, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I at least am worried about uh, what the SEC is ultimately going to do in terms of regulation, and uh, so we've done we've done what we can on that front to uh, to get a responsible and legally sound um, start. And um, and then um, yeah, but but now the big challenge is simply making a really elegant, easy to use front end for the blockchain stuff, and um, that's that's pretty much the uh, the challenge. Nice, uh, the meat of it. Okay, okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, you guys definitely seem to be making good progress. Obviously, you're aware of you know SEC and paying attention to that is obviously important. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how yeah. that progresses going forward in time, and seeing kind of like what their position will be on just crypto in general yeah. and blockchain in general. So uh, yeah, totally. yeah, it'll definitely be <laughs> it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, we we have been we have been making pr- pretty good progress, and and basically we. Uh, um, perhaps have missed deadlines by a couple of weeks, but when it comes to tech projects, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, <no joke>. so, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so right. Yeah. Other questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. So I have a question. So all right, with with you guys that are working, right? So I know one thing that I hear a lot of people talk about, right? You have different categories when dealing with blockchain projects, right? You have the development side. Um, you have a marketing side, things like that, right? Do you, is there like, do you guys have a, a balance of that with Everpedia? Like, do you guys have like a foundation that you work with um, that balances the the project? Or, you know, uh, do you feel like there's certain parts of a, you know, traditional business structure that you guys kind of bring into the project? Like, how do, you, how do you guys deal with that part of it? Well, uh, like any enterprise, we have different people who are specializing in, in, uh, different things and uh you know people who are are really really good at the blockchain uh stuff people who are really good at the uh, at at the back end and just uh meat and potatoes um development and then we've got front end developers and but uh there are definitely some of us who wear multiple hats i do both strategy and and pr kind of stuff and uh and travis um, is both our CTO and he actually interfaces with our legal, you know, our legal contractors. And Sam does that as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a learning experience. It's a, it's a pretty young team. Some of our advisors are, are older. I'm the oldest employee, I think. I'm 50. But, uh, most of the, the rest of the guys are in their 20s, maybe a few in their 30s. But they're really hardworking and, uh, I've been impressed with, with, um, what they've been able to, to pull out. Our CEO actually is, is, uh, one of the youngest. He's in his 20s. But, uh, he actually, he started his first business when he was a teenager, um, which did very well. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Wow, <laughs> to see that. So you gotta, uh, you guys seem to definitely have a, a awesome team together, young CEO and things like that. Uh, but that that definitely doesn't seem doesn't seem to be a, a factor in this this situation. I think uh, what you guys are doing is definitely great, and it's I think it's going to produce some real interesting results. I mean, I'm excited just to see, 
you know, th- I feel like this is a really awesome use case. And I feel like this is something that clearly is beneficial to everybody around the world and just seeing how people take to that and to see the, uh, you know, the EOS blockchain handle that and, and just kind of how you guys develop and build over time, man, I'm, I'm excited, you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's very kind of you, but uh, it's, it's all a matter of uh, whether we can pull it off. I mean, um, I love talking about everybody's projects and in the blockchain space, I go to, uh, I, I speak at a lot of conferences, like over a dozen in the last year, and um, you know, there is a lot of there is a lot of hype. And uh, I've been in the game long enough to know that the name of the game, of course, is uh, execution. Yeah. And um, yep. so I just think, though, that uh, even if we don't execute, I think we will. I think we're on path, absolutely. But even if we don't. Somebody else is going to develop something like what I what we have been describing, and uh, it's it's an idea whose time has come, and uh, I just think that we're already well on our way. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, we uh, we actually started as a uh, as a more traditional web startup in 2015, and then we have pivoted just in the last year to uh, a blockchain project and you know attracted some top um technical and, and advisory talent to uh to make the thing happen without a doubt i mean it's like you said execution is definitely the name of the game and you guys are uh at least what it seems not having any problems with doing that so <laughs> so uh i think you guys are definitely ahead of the curve on that not to mention you obviously uh you know, online encyclopedia backed by blockchain, having your expertise there, obviously being a co-founder of Wikipedia and having so much experience in this arena already, it just makes, I feel like that's just a recipe for success. So, you know, I mean, you I can't, hope you're right. <laughs> yeah. You, oh yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I, I, I'm really going to, I'm really going to keep a close eye on this project. I really want to look and, and see how things develop over time. Um, I definitely want to get registered myself. I would love to, to use and take advantage of this. I mean, you guys have, I mean, this is awesome. It, and, you know, to anybody that's listening, please take the time to go into the website, everipedia.org, E-V-E-R-I. P-E-D-I-A.org. Um, I mean, they have all types of information on here um, about the project, about the the community, uh, the core team, the features. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of information on here, and it's a lot of awesome information. And <laughs> you know, between that and the conversation we're having, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's all uh, of the English language Wikipedia, plus uh, another million articles. Um, there's basically you can have an article about yourself and a lot of one of the first things that we require, well, I wouldn't say require, but we strongly encourage people to do is, is precisely to make an article about themselves. And then we have written a lot of articles about basically stuff that uh, is big in social media, like um, YouTube stars who are, don't even have a Wikipedia article. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. Or, or um, Instagram stars are just the, the latest scandals and, and memes and so forth. So we've got a lot, a lot of that sort of stuff, sort of filling in the cracks. But um, uh, of course, as a, a former academic, I'm very interested in trying to engage a lot more academics going forward. 
so that we we actually become more competitive and just higher quality than Wikipedia on those things. But um, well, first of course, of course, we need to get a really user friendly front end before we can start doing that. But that that sort of You'll be seeing a lot of uh, recruitment efforts from from me and and other people like our, our chief community officer, um, Mahbod Mogadam, um, in uh, probably middle of next year. Nice. Well, that's something I definitely look forward to. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting to, to watch this get become released, have a user-friendly front end um, that that's simple to use and that people can really grasp onto. You know, I, like I said, I just feel like with, with what you're saying, it just makes sense. And like you said, you guys are really focusing on the execution of this, not just talking about it. So, I mean, I feel like in time, things are just fall in place. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep up with this project over time and everything. And, um, yeah, it's, this is going to be cool. Yeah. You know what, you know what I really want to do is I would love to come, um, see you, see you speak at like a, you like at a conference or something like that. Um, just kind of speak more on this, obviously, and just kind of, you know, keep up with the progress of it going forward. Um, and things like that. Do you have any, by, uh, by, the, by the way, do you have any like speaking engagements coming up? I think I was looking and I saw, I want to say you're speaking at the, uh, the future blockchain summit. Is it next year? Well, I future block. I, I spoke at the last future blockchain summit, I believe. I'm pretty sure. But I, well, in December, I'm going to be in Cleveland at Blockland. Yeah. So there, that's actually a, a lot. It, that's a really interesting, a little bit different kind of conference happening. It's there's a lot more user, uh, not user developer uh, oriented events there's a lot of teaching going on there so you know who knows you know if you're really uh, serious about getting exposure to the, the code maybe you'd be into that it takes place from the first to i think the fourth so it's like a four-day conference it's uh, and then they've got the the um the ceo of at&t and keybank and like the mayor of cleveland and all kinds of things going on. So it's, uh, it's, you know, you'd think Cleveland, it's how big can it be? It's actually going to be one of the bigger ones. Um, and I'm, 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 uh, happy that, well, it's, it's, um, in my state. I, I live in Columbus, Ohio or near, near Columbus. And so I'm actually going to be able to drive up there. Uh, I've, I'm used to flying, uh, uh, hither and yon and, uh, you know, uh, as, as you know, the, the interest is international for this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, uh, after that, I'm not really sure. Um, people tend to get a hold of me at the last minute, so I don't <laughs> know where I'm going to be next year. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll definitely keep an eye on it for that. Um, in Cleveland. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Cleveland. Been to Cleveland plenty of times. I have a lot of close friends in Cleveland and I love Columbus. I've been to Columbus a handful of times and every time has been amazing. Cool. I've been there during the the uh the Ohio State school year. Oh man, football games are insane. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, they are intense. It's it's uh yeah, I try to stay away from the neighborhood when they have some. Oh, <laughs> I I've been I've been on uh I can't remember the main street that the college campus is on um where they when they have the games and things like that. I yeah, I, you know, yeah. I've been there during the games. 
I was like, well, and, and it was funny because when I first went, everybody was like, hey, you're going to go check it out during the game? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, where, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm about to go now. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to drive and park there. And they're like, what? Like, why would you drive there? And I'm like, can I not? They were like, take an Uber and then go check it out and no. then let us know how to it. I got down there. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was in, it was people everywhere. Uh, yeah, I remember when I was a grad student there, I mean, there was just regular you know, uh, riots or semi-riots, <laughs> people burning couches yeah. in the streets and yep. uh, turning cop cars over or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand the irrationality. <laughs> Oh, it well. was it was crazy it was crazy i remember when i when i when i first <laughs> drove up on it in the uber i was like oh so you guys are having like a festival today and they're like no nah, this is this is the football game and i'm like what like this is this is insane you have all the cops down here they have to you know block off the streets and i'm just like oh this is intense but nonetheless it was it was still it was an awesome experience definitely hectic and i, I pick and choose when i want to be involved in that because it, it is pretty crazy but it was it was an awesome experience in columbus i just think it's an awesome city in general so yeah it was cool <laughs> yeah that is awesome so Right. Man, I, I I really appreciate you taking the time to to come on the show with us uh, today, Doctor Sanger, and, and just just chat it up. And I mean, you gave a lot of great information about yourself, a lot of great information on Everpedia and where you guys are going. Um, and actually, you know, one more thing I want to ask, right? Because I ask this to every guest that comes onto the show. In your opinion, sure. based on you and your experience, what mark do you want to leave on the blockchain and cryptocurrency world? The thing that I like care most about actually is that the, the project that I described um, that that I sort of uh, brought to uh, Everpedia, the, the Greater Wiki project. So what I want there to be is a, uh, a a truly decentralized protocol for rating encyclopedia articles, and if it works then ultimately it will be applied to other kinds of content as well. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, such such a thing could have existed in the past. The reason that it hasn't, in my opinion, is that um, the, the participants weren't able to trust that the, that the information was going to be responsibly managed and that it really was open source, that it really was for the public good, that it really was neutral and not in the hands of people that they might have fundamental disagreements with. So it has to be a neutral protocol. And uh, yeah, I mean, when that, when that happens, the world is going to change in bigger way than it did with Wikipedia, in my opinion, because it basically it takes the whole Wikipedia concept of enabling people to work together to catalog knowledge, but spread it out across all the different possible communities and just individuals and not require that people work together. They still can, of course, but, you know, sometimes individuals um, who are really knowledgeable and put in hours and hours on uh, an article can produce something better than Wikipedia, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. I can see that. That's, that's, uh, yeah, it's almost it's almost obvious. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I see what you guys are doing, and to me, it just makes it makes sense. And thank you, I'll say that I, I would definitely say thank you. Um, just in watching you do this, watching you guys, the team, the whole team, take this on and really try to create this. 
Um, I think it's amazing. And I think it definitely, it definitely is important. I think it's so, so important. So I'm definitely going to be the one to push this. I'm going to be one to, to, to tell people about this. And I want to come more involved myself. Um, I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on this. And I'm going to be keeping a close eye on you and hoping to catch you at a speaking engagement. And uh, probably <laughs> the one in, probably the one in Cleveland. Cause sure. I need to, I haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm here in All Texas right. and it's, it's hot here still. So I need to come somewhere and get some winter. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll be shaking each other's hand sometime the next uh, in the next year because I'm, I'm going to be out speaking a lot too. So awesome. I'm sure we'll we'll meet up somewhere. Without a doubt. All right. Well, again, thank you, thank you so much, Doctor Sanger. I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast sure. today and, and topping it up with My me. My pleasure. And it's been it's been an honor. We're definitely going right. to have to have you back in the future. You're always welcome on the show. All right. Very good. I appreciate it. All right. You take it easy and you have a good rest of the day. Okay. Okay. You All too. Right. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at One Bullpen Podcast. That's the number one Bullpen Podcast. And to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too, tune into the Snapchat at The Crypto Bully. That's at The Crypto Bully. It's been a pleasure, and see you at the next show. Good night, everyone.